I should have had a podcast about Encanto a while ago, but here it is. And just a heads up, if you haven't seen the movie, there are spoilers in this. This is the God in All Things podcast, rooted in Ignatian spirituality and seeking the presence of God in the everyday. Disney's Encanto is a colorful story of a Colombian family who realizes they must let go of falseness in order to see the truth of love that binds them together. The film begins with the family's matriarch, Abuela, fleeing her home as a refugee with her husband Pedro and their three babies. Pedro gives his life to save his family. And now, alone, Abuela discovers that the candle she carries miraculously becomes a source of magic, refuge, and security. Before her eyes, the mountains rise around her, and a home is created, her beloved casita. When her three children come of age, they receive three special gifts, which they use to help the community. The family Madrigal and their casita become the center of the community. As the family expands, the grandchildren receive their own gifts. All is well, and it seems the magic candle and the Madrigal family provide everything the town needs. It reminds me a bit of the island of Motunui in the movie Moana, where the security of the island becomes a kind of false security. The lesson of that film, and this one, is that one has to let go of false security and false narratives in order to find a healthy and lasting community. Encanto has four main dichotomic themes, each which holds great wisdom. Let's examine them. First is blindness and seeing. Mirabelle, the main character, one of Abuela's grandchildren, for some reason never received a magical gift. She doesn't have super strength, like her sister Luisa, or shape-shifting ability, like her cousin Camilo. As a result, she's kind of taken a second place in the family. Even Abuela doesn't really see her as a contributor to the family or community. And then there's Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no. Bruno's gift is prophecy, and the family saw him as one who lost his way. His truth-telling and visions of the future was misinterpreted by the community, that he was actually causing negative things to happen. He told me my fish would die the next day. Dead. No, no. He told me I'd grow a gut, and just like he said, he said Rather, like any prophet, he just spoke the uncomfortable truth, and people didn't like it. He was shunned and left the family, choosing to live within the walls of the house. The prophet's not accepted in his hometown, right? When Mirabel senses that the magic is dying and cracks begin forming in the casita, she warns the family and Abuela, who denies this, claiming that the magic is strong. The magic is strong! And so are the drinks. No one wants to see their precious gift slipping between their fingers. Like with Bruno's prophecies, they prefer to stay blind than to see the truth of reality. And while Bruno sees truth with his visions, Mirabel learns to see by asking questions. Through encounters with members of her family, she tries to learn about Bruno and a mysterious vision he had. She also discovers her family's vulnerabilities under the surface. They're not really being their true selves. 
Bruno's vision includes a cracked casita and Mirabelle, but it's not clear whether the cracks remain and what Mirabelle's role will be in it. Bruno never really left the family. He remained in the walls of the house. In fact, Mirabelle discovers him patching the cracks, trying to hold things together. Bruno, like any prophet, is, in the words of Richard Rohr, on the edge of the inside, literally. He can't leave the casita or the family if he wants his prophecy to remain authentic. Bruno and Mirabelle work together to keep their family together through seeing. Bruno through his visions, and Mirabelle through uncovering her family's true selves. Her seeing is symbolized by her green glasses. And it's no surprise her name begins with Mira, which means to see. And in many ways, she holds a mirror up to her relatives. Together, they metaphorically heal the family's and abuela's blindness. False self and true self. The magic of the Madrigal family came from the trauma of abuela's flight from violence. The magic candle gave her refuge and security. When cracks start to form in the casita, she asks the family to work twice as hard, as if the magic will stay with their effort. It raises the question of grace versus works, accepting the blessing of the magic as a gift versus controlling it. It's understandable that Abuela doesn't want to lose her home again. The expectations she places on her children are what is called generational trauma. She places her own burdens upon them, expecting them to do her healing for her. Mirabelle, meanwhile, is doing her own healing as she listens to her relatives admit that they have been living a false life. Her sister Louisa feels pressured to always, literally, carry the burdens of others using her super strength. When Mirabelle convinces Bruno to have another vision, he sees Mirabelle and her princess-perfect sister, Isabella, embracing, which somehow saves the magic. Mirabelle and Isabelle detest each other. When Mirabelle reluctantly seeks her out for that saving hug, Isabella, whose gift is magically blooming flowers, admits to being stuck in an expectation of perfection. As she shouts angrily, she magically creates a cactus, something she's never done before. It's something new, something unsymmetrical, yet she realizes something beautiful. So much hides behind my smile, she sings. She and Mirabelle embrace, and the cracks start disappearing, and the candle burns brighter. The magic grows, 
by her just being herself. Exclusion and Togetherness Mirabelle and Bruno are both outsiders from the rest of the family, seen as strange and lost, blind to the purpose of the family. As we've come to see, it's the other way around. Abuela's intentions for the magical family are good. When each child comes of age, the miracle, the encanto, blesses them with a magical gift, which is used to bless the larger community. Mirabel's mother, for example, Julieta, can heal people with her cooking, a beautiful symbol of the healing power of a meal, especially shared at table. Abuela sees the magic as central to the family. Think of the family, she continually tells everyone. But the intention of togetherness and unity ends up excluding, not least of which is Mirabel and Bruno. Each member of the family feels their own isolation and loneliness, with the crushing expectations placed on them. Isabella is even arranged to marry a man named Mariano, despite not wanting to, because it's best for the family. Eventually, Mirabel lashes out at Abuela, telling her that the cracks in the casita and the family's dying powers are because of her. Family, you're the one that doesn't care. You're the one breaking our home. Don't you the ever. miracle is dying because of you. It's clear that Abuela has been clinging to the blessing and the false security of it. She's made it an idol. Death and Resurrection. Abuela had a deep faith in the blessing, which the candles symbolized. We tend to see faith as something we hold on to and grasp. Mature faith is one of letting go, releasing, and being freed. When the magic dies and the casita collapses, cracks extend throughout the town and a mountain splits open. It reminds me of after Jesus' crucifixion, when the earth quakes and the veil is torn, the facades are broken open. Mirabelle escapes through the split of the mountain and goes to the place where the magic began, the place where Abuela's husband Pedro gave his life for her, the source of their blessing. Abuela finds her and says, I was given a miracle. Second chance. And I was so afraid to lose it that I lost sight of who our miracle was for. Mirabel's own eyes are open to Abuela's plight, the loss of her husband, and the hope for her family. Abuela, I can finally see. The song Dos Oruguitas expresses how renewal and transformation can only happen through letting go, even to grow apart in order to reunite. As the family lost its house and gifts, they found grace at rock bottom. They had to lose what they had in order to see that they were more than their gifts. The word Oruguita means caterpillar. Throughout the film, we see references to butterflies, alluding to the real transformation that was to take place, not in the house or the candle, but in the hearts 
of the family. Abuela and Mirabel, who have no magical gifts, restore the family and the magic by being their true selves. And they grew apart so they could grow together again. As the story concludes, the whole town walks in to help rebuild the casita. Lay down your load, they sing. We have no gifts, but we are many. And we'll do anything for you. The family and the townspeople rebuild as people who are just themselves, without any particular magical gifts. The miracle is not so magic that you've got. The miracle is you. The miracle is you, Abuela sings. Dos Origuitas and this final song remind us about the goodness in change, that we can't just be satisfied with the false security of the islands we build or the stories of perfection we tell ourselves. But the stars don't shine, they burn. The constellations shift. I think it's time you learn. You're more than just your gift. And I'm sorry I held on too tight. Just so afraid I'd lose you too. The miracle is not so magic that you've got. Mirabel places the doorknob on the new casita. She finally discovers her gift is bringing the family back together. Abuela says to open her eyes and asks what she sees. She looks at her reflection in the doorknob and says, She also had to see the true selves of all her family members in order to see her own true self. She restores the magic. Mirabelle and Bruno were both prophets. Prophets reveal and uncover, calling us to awaken to what really is. Through a difficult letting go and a kind of death, the family can see again. They can see one another their true purpose and their true selves. They see that the true miracle is one another, gift or no gift. The final scene presents the restored casita and everyone celebrates. Luisa even gets to relax. To me, it's an image of the kingdom of God, of joy, celebration, and togetherness. It reminds me of John August Swanson's painting of Psalm 85, which you can see at GodInAllThings.com. Love and truth will meet. Justice and peace will kiss. Truth will spring from the earth. Justice will look down from heaven. Yes, the Lord will grant his bounty. Our land will yield its produce. Justice will march before him and make a way for his footsteps. We hold the kingdom within ourselves, and we build it 
by being our true selves. The miracle is you. For more, visit GodInAllThings.com. Be well, and God bless. Thank you.